Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein, and as always, I am joined by London. From the shadows, we are joined by nobody today, because mysterious man Shadow Adam is in another shadow. History of the Batman with London is produced and engineered by Mason Booker, who's in the house today. And, of course, we have the wonderful London. London, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what do we got in store for us today in terms of Batman love? Well, today we're going to discuss several characters within the Batman and DC universe that have actually taken up the cape and the cow. They've taken the mantle as Batman. And so we're going to look at that evolution over the years and compare how their Batman is to Bruce Wayne's mm. cape crusader. So this might be someone like when Dick Grayson took over? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So are we going to get to weigh who was the better Batman? or well, yeah, I, we can I assume, discuss. Oh, I assume you think everyone was a decent Batman. Right, and I think everyone brought their own style of Batman to the mantle. And so we're going to talk about the major people who have been Batman in the regular continuity. And then we'll touch upon a few other instances that maybe is in Elseworlds or alternate universes and... Even though for me, I think Bruce Wayne as Batman is the ultimate Batman. And, yeah. and it's interesting to look at different Batman that have that, that are in comics. Because for most people who don't read the comics, they just think Bruce Wayne is Batman. That no one else has taken up the mantle. That no one right. else has done that job. But in comics, of course, you have all this creative freedom. And there's always these instances where Bruce Wayne isn't around. And yet... Gotham City needs Batman or they need Batman. So it's interesting to look at people who either have been Batman or have wanted to be Batman. And we'll look at a few comics where people within the Batman family, when it was a dire time, have fought to see who would be the best Batman after Bruce Wayne. Right. It sounds like Gotham is addicted to Batman. <laughs> Seems like they need a Batman. If there's no Batman running around, even though some people say he's just a vigilante and a menace, for some reason we're all drawn towards him. Yeah. So. It's a void that needs to be filled. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyways, we got something special happening today, right now, on the show. I think it's a first for any of the Meltdown podcast shows. Yes. Is that right, Mason? I, I believe. This is a first? Yes, it is. So we have a special guest in studio. This is Pat from Voice App. Hey, how are you guys? Okay, hey. Good, hi. So, <laughs> Pat, tell us what's happening here today because I am trying to still figure it out, and I think our <laughs> listeners are really excited about the potential of what is about to happen because you can explain it obviously better, but what London and I have always wanted to do is figure out a way to incorporate the listeners in a podcast. Now, yes. normally you record a podcast and then it goes out at a later date. Right. It's not live. And so you can't really get people to call in, even though we want you to call in or we ask you to email us and then we have to deal with it that way. But right. something is happening here. Is that right, Pat? It is happening. 
Okay, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> well, you know, uh, there is a void in in the systems uh, that are available today. And that little tweet, I guess, was just courtesy of voice. Okay, and voice is spelled? V-O-I-S, V-O-I-S. So uh, it's a, you know... You, you know, in the legal world, you got to have funny named uh, things so you oh, can yeah. trademark it. Right? right. So the voice app is the first live streaming app, mobile app, that allows unlimited listeners. You could have a million listeners. Hmm. Uh, and if they create an account, they can actually uh, get into the question queue. Okay. So we can see their username and we can choose, like a radio producer, to bring them in to the question uh, stage, and uh, they're live. Okay. If they're unruly, we've got the ability to quickly cut them off. Oh. <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's pretty neat because it, it's got really great audio quality. Yeah. It live streams to, uh, uh, you know, all mobile apps, uh, mobile phones that have this app. And uh, we're iOS right now, and we'll be Android in a couple of weeks. You need to be Android, because that's what I got. Yeah, yeah, we will. All right, good. <laughs> so the thing is, so what's happening right now is we are we're recording for our podcast, but we're also simultaneously doing it live on the voice app. Yeah, how fun is that? That's awesome. That so awesome. your audience can become engaged to it. Right. Right now. Right now. <laughs> and they can tweet from the app to their friends or Facebook to their friends mm -hmm. or text or email and have them also join. So it helps you go viral. It helps your audience build your audience further. Right. So if there is a listener on the voice app, they see that the, the history of the Batman is being done and recorded right now. Yep. And then they have the opportunity to then contribute to the show by simply pressing a icon on the screen. Yep. And then we have the ability to monitor who is wishing to get on the show. That's right. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is awesome. So when is this your thing? What's the deal? It is um, a guy named Dan Hodgman mm -hmm. and a guy named Kishore Tippernini. Yeah. Two brilliant guys that have been in the software world since the DOS days. And uh, this is a free app. They just want the world to talk to each other. Now, is this made for just podcasts? You know, we didn't have podcasts in mind when it was first created. It was really developed to allow the public at large to kind of be a man on the street mm. or to have their own sort of talk radio show or do whatever they want to uh, have a big audience. Mm. Right. You know, think about catastrophes or uh, things like that where they could be telling the world what's going on. So that's pretty amazing. You mentioned good quality, great quality. I mean, it seems to me that the biggest problem with, uh, you know, maybe Viber or uh, WhatsApp or even Skype is the quality is right. not great. So you mentioned what makes this quality so great? Well, it's a real thin signal. Uh, so in the Internet world, we talk about kilobits per second, and uh, this transmits at under four kilobits per second, so it's extremely fast, and it eliminates uh, latency, yet it has a nice, robust sound to it. Wow. 
So if someone were to call in right now on the voice app, it would sound great. Let's bring one in. You want to bring one in real quick? We got someone? We have Scott that wants to be invited up. All right. Our okay. first uh, guest live. <laughs> let's try right. it. Let's see how it works. Scott. Oh. Scott. Hey, Adam in London. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually on my iPad. Uh, how does it sound? Sounds pretty yeah, good, sounds man. Great. Oh, okay, cool. Um, London, I know this may not be on topic for today, but I, I'm always, I've always been curious. What, where do, why is it the Batman, and when every other superhero is basically, you know, Spider-Man, Superman? That's a good question. That is a good question, and some people ask me that, especially on my Instagram blog. But I, when I originally, because this podcast is is from Instagram when I started the page and I did it in chronological order or talked about Batman, Batman's history in chronological order. And the first post was his debut in detective comics 27 and he's introduced as the bat hyphen man. So I, so he's been, and, and the funny thing is even in, in films or even in comics or the video games they'll say hey it's the batman so even today it's still used regularly so i i always and i always just like the flow of it the batman because for me there's only one batman (laughs) so it seems very definitive and i just liked that terminology so and it's probably also a a bit of respect to the original incarnation right so, so that's where that's <laughs> awesome, Scott. Yeah, uh, so thank you. Great question. <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, yeah. there you go. That was awesome. Well, we could have said goodbye to him. I know. I feel bad. He's still, he's still listening. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Scott, well, man, thank, thank you, Scott. You. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome, Pat. So thank you very okay. much. Yeah. That. And that's so we can keep cool. on just getting listeners and you know, our buddies and whomever calling up and that's how it's done. So it's that easy. Fans. It's that easy. Wow. <laughs> well, London, I think that's amazing because what would be great is if at the end of our shows, we could maybe do a few um, calls. Yeah. You know, like just random question. We don't know what we're going to get. I know. So and even if, you said that he thinks it's off topic. None of it's really off topic. As long as it's about Batman, I'm fine. There you go. About right. <laughs> I know. The, the key to that question was Batman was involved in it, so it's not off exactly. topic. Exactly. Thanks again, Scott. Yes, Hope to hear from you, you again. <laughs> All right. So I guess we don't have anyone else to try. So let's get into topic here, London. Okay. Well, Bruce Wayne was introduced as the first Batman in his first year with in, within Detective Comics and then into his self-titled publication with Batman in 1940. But there, but there have been a few characters that over the years have taken up the mantle as Batman. And the first person we're going to discuss not only is, well, within pre-crisis or within the Golden Age was seen as the first Batman, but he's also been a Batman in an alternate universe, and that is Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne. What? Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Wayne was Batman? Yes, he was. And Did you know this, Mason? Mason didn't know it either. And, 
and usually I, I assume you mean in an Elseworlds or something. It is an Elseworld, but the first comic we're going to talk about was technically within canon, and the storyline is a little bit different than him being a, a vigilante and running around Gotham, but technically he was the first one to wear the Batman-type costume. And what's interesting is when people hear about Thomas and Martha Wayne, all they relate to is their death because that's where Bruce Wayne's vengeance and wants to avenge his parents' death comes from, and that's why he trained so hard and then became the Batman. And there is a story that is in uh, Detective Comics. It's a Bill Finger story, and Sheldon Waldoff did the art. It's from Detective Comics 235, and it's called The First Batman. And in the story, Batman, Bruce Wayne, he finds an old Batman costume, and it, 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 was, it says that it's worn, it was by, from his father. And so it's kind of a flashback issue. Um, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne, when Bruce was little, they actually went to a masquerade ball and Thomas dressed up in a kind of bat hyphen man outfit. So it wasn't necessarily the costume that Bruce Wayne's Batman wears, but he wore a similar style costume. And that, and so at the masquerade party, he had to actually fight a gang that broke into the party and that person is a, a he was a crime boss and he was Lou Moxon and because he fought his gang and he was victorious he placed a kind of he placed death on him he wanted him to die and so this in this story it leads to Lou Moxon who's this big crime boss hiring Joe Chill to go kill Thomas and Martha Wayne and that is the mugger that shoots both of Bruce Wayne's parents in Crime Alley. Wow. So Bruce, he finds this costume within like the attic or the lower levels of the Batcave and he discovers that Lou uh Moxon is still alive and once he learns that he is the reason why his parents are dead, he goes and he puts on the costume and he goes and finds him and scares him so much and Moxon thinks that Thomas Wayne has returned from the grave. He thinks that he is his ghost is out to get him and he runs off into the night just frightened and horribly scarred. Wow. So technically, so they called it the first Batman. That's the I story. I get it now. So yeah. he wasn't actually so he wasn't fighting a- crime. Right. Running around in a Batmobile. But it's been indicated, and this story has been... that's like the inspiration, right? Exactly. It was his inspiration. So a lot of people just see or have Thomas Wayne and his death, but in many stories you can see his father being an inspiration to him in many ways, and one of those was this Batman costume that he had. And I guess if we... This is probably the only alternate story that we'll have in this session but of course the most popular one of the most actually popular versions of batman is actually thomas wayne's batman in the flashpoint paradox which was a jeff john and andy kubert um we have someone else we have a call well (laughs) this is so (laughs) this is we're we're gaining an audience so we're watching the numbers grow on the audience (laughs) right now they're anonymous okay so uh, it, they would have to 
create an account takes two minutes to do. Right. And if they'll quickly create an account and jump back in, then they can jump in the question queue. So they cannot, if they're anonymous, they cannot ask questions. That's right. Okay. So anonymous, make an account. Let's go. Right. Let's hear from you. <laughs> This is awesome. Sorry, uh, you know, I think this could be the craziest show we've ever had. <laughs> and to see if London can actually stay on topic, because <laughs> there's going to be probably a million questions coming your way. We may never get back to who has actually dressed as Batman. I know, so I kind of have to keep it going a All little right. bit. <laughs> yes. But yeah, if people can call, that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, so right before actually the New 52 initiative began in 2011, there was this epic saga that Jeff Johns and Andy Cooper did call Flashpoint. And it's a huge Barry Allen Flash story. And we go into this alternate reality where most, if not all, of the characters' lives are radically different. And one of, I think, the most popular and talked about alternate scenarios within this story is that bat that bruce wayne isn't batman and on that night when they were walking home from the theater in crime alley it was bruce wayne who was shot and killed and his mother thomas and and his and his parents thomas martha wayne survived and so the death of Bruce struck a chord and made Martha go insane. And she is now this reality's joker where Thomas Wayne, he wants vengeance for his son and he becomes Batman, but a different Batman than we see in Bruce Wayne. He's lethal and kills and it's, and so he becomes this dark figure and this story is expanded in a three-part arc that's by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Rizzo. And it's Batman Night of Vengeance. And it explores Thomas Wayne's Batman and him trying to stop Martha's Joker from creating chaos around Gotham and kidnapping people and and everything. And then, and what's interesting is that in the end... When Thomas, well, within the story, within the five main core arc that Jeff Johns' Flashpoint has, Thomas Wayne's Batman meets Barry Allen, who comes into this reality and tells him that this is all wrong. Bruce Wayne, your son, is Batman in my world. And Thomas, knowing that in a different reality that his son survived, for him, is something good. And he tries to change Martha and says, we can... Our son can actually have a life. He is alive in another world, but we would have to die or we couldn't be around. And although she is, she becomes happy about it when he tells her that he, that Bruce Wayne actually becomes Batman, becomes what he is, she can't take it. She thinks that it's too much and she, and unfortunately she jumps off the side of a cliff because of it. And I think it's an interesting story, and it's a really good story, actually, even though it's an alternate universe. But it was right before the reboot, and it was really popular. And you always like to see other people and see how they take up Batman. And seeing his father be Batman, I think, is a fan favorite, especially seeing Martha as Joker, since Batman and Joker are arch nemesis. And seeing Bruce Wayne's parents as that is a great story. Wild. I didn't even realize that that was happening. So <laughs> that's a whole new angle to Batman. Yeah. And I think 
one of the art on that must have been amazing oh the art was insane and i think one of the main themes is that within whether it's thomas being batman or bruce being batman there's always some type of tragedy that follows the batman character i don't think that you can really get away from someone dying or something horrible happening but if but in that regard, you can say the same for a lot of superheroes or most of them. I don't think there's a superhero or villain out there that doesn't have some type of tragedy within their background that makes them the character that they are. Right. So seeing so Thomas Wayne's Batman is really cool. If you haven't read Flashpoint, I definitely recommend it. I recommend Brian Azzarello's three-issue arc. He's a great writer. He He did Joker, which is a fan favorite as well. So I recommend that. So our first Batman is Thomas Wayne. There you go. <laughs> Makes sense. He started the whole brood, essentially. Yes. All off of a costume. <laughs> all did, off he, of... did he have any idea what he started? No. no I don't think he did. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I mean, that thing was what, in the in the closet? And that is what inspired right it was in this box and now in a lot of in a lot of comics at first it was retcon but then i think someone put it back into the comics it's now encased within the bat cave that original costume so it's an homage to his father it's an homage to the technically the first batman so uh, and you can always find treasures like that in the bat cave so i always think that's really cool (laughs) that is cool so who's our next batman well, if we're going into just regular, not necessarily an alternate w- timeline, we can look at the next Batman as uh, John Paul Valley. Okay. And I think people are more familiar with him being Batman than probably Thomas in the 50s, not necessarily the Flashpoint. But it all started with the saga Batman Nightfall. And that was in 1993, going into 1994. And, of course, that series is set into three parts. There's Nightfall, Night's Quest, and Quests and Night's End. And originally, we're introduced to John Paul Valley in his original Azrael story. It's a Dennis O'Neill and Joe Quesada. It's Batman's Sword of Azrael. And that came out in 1992. And it was almost kind of a, like a, a sleeper hit in a way, introducing this character, introducing Azrael, who... Isn't Azrael the guy who took over after Batman broke his back? Yep. Or got his back broken? Yep. That's... So how are we getting there then? I've, so if we go to Thomas Wayne, it's next Bruce Wayne, but we're not going over him because we know about him? Well, I was going to save Bruce Wayne for, for last. For the last. Okay, okay. <laughs> Since so then, he's our regular Batman, but... So in, are we, so if in sequential order, then it would have been Thomas Wayne... And then Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne... And for then... And then, right. John Paul Valley. Yes, so... Is it John Paul, did I say? Yeah, John, John Paul, Paul Valley. Right, so after that det- Detective Comics issue in, in 56, we still have Bruce Wayne as Batman, and he's still Batman within the decades. And, they have, and within this, you have Robin as Dick Grayson, and he's Robin until the early 80s. And then we're introduced to Jason Todd, and he becomes a second Robin once... Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing and joins the T Titans. So Bruce Wayne for the next several decades until about 92, 93, 
Bruce Wayne is Batman. And once Nightfall begins, which, as Adam said, is an important arc because that's when we're introduced again to the villain Bane, who... There's a character spotlight. Yes, we have, which we've done a character spotlight on in past episodes. And Bane is personally my favorite villain, so I always love talking about Bane. He breaks all of the inmates out of Arkham, and he begins to systematically break down Bruce Wayne's Batman mentally and physically as he's trying to rally up all of the rogues and put them back in Arkham. And just a side note that Nightfall is a really great story to read because you have you can see a huge portion of the rogues gallery and gotham city within the story but once batman is broken down by issue 11 i believe it's in batman 497 and that came out in july 93 i believe then Bruce Wayne is in Wayne Manor and he is greeted by Bane who all over the house and the Batcave beats him and then he breaks his back which paralyzes him and he wants to reign as the King of Gotham. And so now the status quo of the Batman family and Batman is just thrown because Bruce can't be Batman anymore because his back is broken. He can't fight crime. And although to, at this point, Tim Drake is Robin at this point, uh, Bruce doesn't ask him to be Batman or take up the mantle. He asks John Paul Valley, who has been around. And like we said, he was originally introduced before the arc began. He was introduced as Azrael and at the time interestingly enough at the same time around when Batman had his back broken the death of Superman became happened and there was a lot of parallels in between but apparently the writers like Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan they planned for this story to happen beforehand and they planned for Azrael or Valley to become Batman. So we see perhaps the second major, or actually the first major person to be Batman because the, the Golden Age story, the Thomas Wayne story, it's not necessary that he was Batman the vigilante. He was almost an inspiration for Bruce Wayne's Batman. So John Valley really becomes the first to fully take on the full mantle as Batman. But he... We, we get into kind of this snag in a sense um, when we get into Knight's Quest and that's the second arc. It's kind of an open-ended story in a way and John Paul Valley is Batman but everyone around him sees that he's a much darker Dark Knight in a sense when he goes to meet Commissioner Gordon. Gordon has no idea what has happened to Bruce Wayne Batman he can't tell but he knows that there's something different about John Paul Valley being Batman he sees that he's more aggressive and he eventually becomes lethal which in these stories you know that Batman is against killing his foes he can beat them to a pulp and incarcerate them but he is 
not the same Batman. And Tim, as Robin, Tim Drake, he sees it. And even him and Azrael's Batman, they clash. And Tim wants to stop him from being Batman. Mm. Wow. So doesn't uh, doesn't sit well with everyone. Right, exactly. And so then in the last book, in Night's End, while all this is going on, Bruce Wayne has been abroad. He has been healing and so he comes back to Gotham and he learns of the type of Batman that uh, Jean-Paul Valley has become and he himself doesn't believe that that is supposed to represent Batman or what the Cape Crusader means and so he wants to take back his mantle but he has to literally fight Jean-Paul Valley for it because he doesn't want to give it up he oh, says boy. that I am the Batman and so that's how that arc concludes with Bruce Wayne and John Paul Valley fighting and then eventually Bruce Wayne is victorious and John Paul Valley has this breakdown and he takes the mantle again which leads us actually into our next person who has been Batman like you said Dick Grayson right but before we get to Dick yes do we have a caller on the line we haven't got anybody in the question queue, but if they'd like to jump in, yeah. then we can bring them up. Okay, what's that beep that we hear? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's actually, it gives you uh, points, sort of like eBay, that mm -hmm. gives you credibility. So the more points you have, mm -hmm. the more credible you are as a good steward on the app. Okay. And if you get kicked off, it, it, it deducts try. points. Okay. Oh. Okay. So we want people that are actually serious about contributing, yeah. and then it encourages them to actually contribute and not be negative for no reason. Yeah, it's a social control. Nice. There you go. So if anybody would like to ask a question, please jump in the question queue. All right. Dick Grayson. Yes. So... Once... The original Robin. Right. Dick Grayson was introduced in... 1940 and in Detective Comics 38 and he became the first Robin the Boy Wonder and he was Robin until the early 1980s when he essentially grew up and wanted to be out of that guise and he decided to become the Persona Nightwing and joined the New Teen Titans and so he grew out of the Robin persona. So and then jump and then Jason Todd jumped in and became Robin for a short period of time throughout the duration of the 80s. And then once he was killed by the Joker and Death in the Family in 1989, then we have Tim Drake, who was introduced to fill his position. So as of right now, Robin is Tim Drake and and Dick Grayson is Nightwing right now. But once Batman gains the mantle back from John Paul Valley, he asks Dick Grayson to be Batman for a period of time while almost Bruce Wayne re-evaluates the reason why he is Batman or him being a hero or wants to almost assure that Things like Bane breaking his back and people taking over that he can't trust doesn't happen again. So in the arc Batman Prodigal, which was written by several writers, including Chuck Dixon, he Dick Grayson becomes Batman and he wears 
and he wears the cape and the cowl, and he feels that it is rather intimidating to be this persona because to to him Bruce is like a father figure which of course Batman Prodigal it's a play on Prodigal Son and it really dives into the relationship between Bruce and Dick which I've always seen them having a father-son dynamic anyway so it's a it's a great story to see Dick Grayson first being Batman because I know that everyone knows Dick Grayson was Batman in a story that we'll talk about later that came out in 2009 through 2011. But this is the first time you see him in the role as as Batman. And even when he grows up and he sees them, I mean, he sees himself as an equal to Bruce. He's still his mentor that he's had for ages. And filling that role I think is a major, I think he believed it was a major responsibility. And so you kind of see him having a struggle between him being Batman and then still wanting to be his own Nightwing. But you see him fight several different villains. And and yeah, it's it's the first time you see Dick as as Batman. And then you see him again when... Batman has to kind of go out of well he disappears in a way or he dies as we if we jump to after Batman RIP which is a which started the Grant Morrison run and then we go to Final Crisis which is another Grant Morrison story and that's when Batman dies at the hands of Darkseid or he apparently dies and he's gone within over a calendar year the DC universe and so there's no Bruce Wayne so there is technically no Batman for a period of time and kind of what we discussed in the beginning that Gotham and the Batman family they need a Batman Batman's the head of all of whether you like the Robin or Batgirl or Batwoman or any of those characters or Nightwing Batman heads the Batman family so we get to the uh, t- uh, Tony S. Daniels' Battle for the Cow, which came out in 2009. He wrote it and illustrated it, and it's literally a battle to see who will succeed as the new Batman. And at this time, you have the contenders of Dick Grayson, who, after Prodigal, which is a short series, he went back to Nightwing, and he has been Nightwing up until this point. So literally a decade's worth or a little bit over you have Dick Grayson as Nightwing, and then you have Tim Drake. And at this point, Jason Todd, who is now seen as the Red Hood, he was resurrected after uh, Matt Wagner's story. And you see him resurrected in, in Batman Hush. So you have Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Jason Todd fighting. And then you have Bruce Wayne's son, who was introduced in a Grant Morrison story as well, in Batman and Son in 2006. And since he is the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul, he believes that he should be Batman or he should take up that mantle. So you have that power struggle between all of these family members. And in a way, these are all Bruce Wayne's sons even if Damien is technically the only biological child, they've all been mentored by him and raised and taken in. And so this is just as important to them as anybody. And I think that's a 
a good way to look at the role of being Batman that even though for other for other heroes not everyone not everyone can just say I'm the Flash because the Flash has powers not everyone can say that I'm going to be Superman and even though you can, anyone can say oh I'm going to be Batman I'm going to put on the cape and the cow that's a lot of responsibility and a lot that goes into being that hero and his family is probably the best bet to see who is who is worthy of being well, yeah that. i mean they've trained with him they've seen the way he does the job it's right. not like they're coming at it and just saying i'm going to be a vigilante or i'm going to take on this role it's they see how he operates they're exactly. like apprentices exactly so right so once this story concludes we have a new status quo where dick grayson comes out victorious and he's batman and damien becomes robin and this is the first time he's robin and that lasts even until today's comics where damien is the main robin and so for and so we have dick grayson and damien wayne being batman and robin and he is batman and throughout uh the Batman and Robin volume one and that is a Grant Morrison story and that and that lasted for about 25 26 issues and he's Batman until there's Batman the return where Bruce Wayne comes back after going through all of the <laughs> alternate realities. Your alternate realities and the return of Bruce Wayne and that six issue arc which Morrison wrote as well but even when Bruce Wayne returns, he wants uh, Dick and Damien to be Batman and Robin a little bit longer as he prepares and sets up for Batman Incorporated. But as we go back into the New 52 when 2011 comes, everything is in a way back to normal. Dick Grayson is Nightwing once again, and Bruce Wayne is Batman. And though... and. John Paul Valley and Dick Grayson are probably the two major regular continuity players of Batman. But you get to see in Battle for the Cow, kind of going back a little bit, you get to see Jason Todd within the Batman costume, but he uses guns and he's shooting everybody and he's lethal. You see Tim Drake briefly in the Batman costume and you see... Damien briefly in the Batman costume. So you get to see them and how they would be as Batman. But you also get small glimpses of Damien and Tim being Batman. Robin or no? They're they're Robin too though. Right. They yeah, Damien's been Robin and right. Tim, Tim has been Robin and after Battle for the Cow, Tim Drake becomes Red Robin. Mm. So Damien becomes regular Robin and Dick goes back to being Nightwing. So with regards to Batman, though, then it's mm-hmm. it's four major... I mean, well, if we're talking Thomas Wayne, but not really. But the real Batmen have been John Paul Valley, Bruce Wayne... And Dick Grayson. And Dick Grayson. Yeah, if we're looking at just the regular the stories, core. the core, yeah. And Those then, are the main right. people who have taken it up, the... Wow. the 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 mantle and and there have been different stories where we've seen possible futures such as uh morrison's batman 666 and he is seen as a future batman 
So you, okay. if you want to see him, and it's actually a really good story. So if you actually want to see Damien as Batman, you should read that story. And then Tim Drake has also been seen as a possible future Batman as well in different publications in JLA and Teen Titans and Superman Batman. And if you look at, before we kind of jump into New 52 and what's going on there, we have the futuristic Batman of Terry McGinnis, Mm -hmm. who originally we know was from the animated show Batman Beyond, and that's where he was originally created. Of course, he jumped after that show into comics and has had several volumes. And he's seen as the future Batman in Batman number 700, I believe. So there have been a few times where we've seen different Batman family members be Batman when Bruce Wayne wasn't around. And even now, in the New 52, right now, I won't go into a few, I won't get into a lot of details because I don't want it to be a huge spoiler or anything. But right now, uh, Commissioner Gordon, James Gordon, is the Batman within the regular new, uh, Batman books in the New 52. So it just seems as if people who have taken up the mantle and have been the Caped Crusader all fall from the Batman family because Gordon is technically an unofficial Batman family member because he has been an ally to Bruce Wayne for all of these years. And once Bruce Wayne or Batman supposedly dies within um, Batman 40, um, Gordon becomes Batman and he has a robotic suit and he's changed different suits within Batman 41 to Batman 47 just was released which is a really good story if you're following the Snyder and Capullo book um but yeah and of course if you see if you go into Elseworlds there are dozens of different versions of Batman and some of them aren't Bruce Wayne but of course for me Bruce Wayne is the ultimate Batman he has been he was introduced as the main Batman in the in 1939 through 1940s. And even though everyone has brought something a little different, John Paul Valley's Batman was a little bit more violent. Uh, Dick Grayson really respected the mantle and he his his whole personality was very different in almost in a humbling way being Batman. And even though Damien would give him a hard time when they were Batman and Robin, they were the dynamic duo saying that you can never feel Bruce's footsteps or you can, or Bruce's shoes and you can never be kind of the Batman that I would be the way that Dick Grayson respected the mantle eventually Damien gained the trust that he could be the Batman that Gotham needed. So it's fun to look at different people who have been, who have taken up Bruce's space. But Bruce Wayne is, I believe. Is the guy. Is the guy. He we is got it. The, yeah. He's the, he's the one. He, exactly. When, when you want, when you are talking the iconic Batman, you're talking Bruce Wayne. Right. Everything else is fun. It's a nice story. It adds to the canon. But Let's be honest. I mean, Bruce Wayne is coming back. Bruce Wayne will always be Batman. Right. He is the Batman. He is. And, of course, everyone, with whether you watch the movies or the animated shows or play the video games, you only see Bruce Wayne as Batman. You haven't really seen him be someone else be 
Batman. Right. So. All right, so there's Bruce Wayne. So I got a few things. Or is there anything else? Because I got to ask you a couple questions. Uh, no. All right, all right, good. <laughs> all right. The signing. James Tinian the fourth. <gasps> yes. Batman Ninja Turtle crossover. How was it? What happened? Tell me about it. <laughs> the signing was great, and I actually got to talk to him a little bit about uh, the book and even the podcast, and he was really excited about it, and he was happy to be able to bring two iconic characters together, which I'm always happy when the writer or the creator is excited about their work because right. I know that they put so much into it, and I read it, and I so far love it. You love I, it. Yeah, I do. I, I And it's, it's always great to see Batman crossovers. You get to see them interact with different people, especially when they're outside of the regular DC universe because everything's so it's it's just a different dynamic so i definitely want to pick up issue two when it comes out okay and we think james uh will be coming into the show did yeah. you talk to him about that yeah i talked to him and yeah he said after the holidays awesome. to talk to him about it so hopefully he'll be a guest soon all right <laughs> cool and then dark knight dk3 i yes. read it you read it what'd you think it was so short <laughs> yeah i i, I mean, <laughs> I just, I was expecting huge volumes of material in mm -hmm. which to read. Right. And I did not get it. <laughs> it was, before I could think about what I was reading, it was over. It was over. And so I was a little upset with that in the sense that what I came to expect from the previous incarnations was a lot of reading. And right. I was going to get some real meat on the story. Right. Because if you think about Dark Knight Returns, those are pretty, each issue oh was like its own epic in itself. It was. But I really liked the paneling, especially of, yeah. I think that was really good. I oh, liked the layout of it. I but got, yeah, I agree. Once it ended, I was like, oh, I got it, no, but maybe right. it's because they want you to come back for the right. next issue. Well, that's of course, but it of seems course. like maybe that's all. I just expected something different because that is what you get with a lot of comics. Yeah, right. They're short and they're, they're always building to that next thing. It's a huge mm -hmm. story arc and I get it and I love it and I will still read it and I enjoyed what I read. Right. But I would have liked, I would have thought this would have been a little bit different. It would have been a bigger prestige format mm -hmm. type book with right. more pages. <laughs> and, and the, I mean, yes, I will be reading it <laughs> and I will probably have to read one and two simultaneously, you know, <laughs> next time. But I just, I did enjoy it. I just yes, wish it was I, longer. Right. I did too. Which and I guess is what DC wants to hear. Exactly. But I'm looking forward to, to book two and there's still a lot of hype around it so all right well we're about to end this show but i think we got an another caller is that right pat yeah we've got wayne let's bring him up all right wayne <laughs> wayne are you oh there it is wayne you there i'm here hey wayne hi <laughs> where are you where are you call, Hello where are you calling from wayne i'm from deerfield beach florida nice oh, cool you're up late huh yeah, you know, just uh, I got the message that there was a history of Batman voice uh, spot being played, so I uh, thought I'd tune in. Awesome, awesome. Man. thank you. <laughs> so, any questions? Any thoughts? Did you get to listen yeah, to the episode? I, yeah, I did a little bit, and um, something I, I had never really caught before was I didn't realize 
there were incarnations of, of Batman that were actually lethal. I wasn't aware that the John Pound Valley was uh, was a lethal character. Oh, yeah. I was wondering how many other how many other incarnations have actually been lethal over the years. Well, the major ones are John Paul Valley and the Flashpoint Batman, the Thomas Wayne Batman. Those are the two major lethal characters. Oh, and I suppose you can count Jason Todd within Battle for the Cow, which I believe is in issue one when he is in the Batman suit and he's fighting. He starts to use his guns and shoot people all over Gotham and Dick and Tim have to figure out who is this Batman and it's Jason Todd. So... John Paul Valley, Jason Todd, and Thomas Wayne's Flashpoint are lethal Batmans. But other than that, most of them aren't. <laughs> they are. They don't kill. <laughs> right, but but London. What about the initial Batman? Oh well, yes, the initial Batman with who was Bruce Wayne? Yes, who was Bruce Wayne with 1939 when he was by himself before Dick Grayson was introduced? He used guns and he killed people. He was a lethal vigilante. It was. The first year, 1939 Batman, was pretty dark compared to today's thoughts of him never killing, never using a gun. But then it wasn't really questioned or seen as something uh, immoral. Um, so, yeah, if you want to see a, a lethal Batman that's not, that is Bruce Wayne, definitely read the first 1939 Detective Comics Batman. That's definitely a look at him being a much more violent character than we see in comics now. Does that answer Fantastic. I'll, I'll look at And I'll also, yeah, I've, I never really looked into the to the old school stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I have seen Flashpoint, so I, I did recognize that one, but mm -hmm. uh, didn't realize that uh, he started out that way. Yeah. And Wayne, also, just so you know, on episode four of History of the Batman podcast, we actually did a whole piece on guns yes. and the Batman. And that you can go on MelkComics.com and find it if you go onto the icon of History of the Batman, but it's on iTunes and however you're getting your podcasts. Um, but it's there. And, and London did a whole, right. I'd say about an hour and 15 minutes, maybe, piece on just what, you know, what people think you know, really didn't know about Batman, that he did use guns at times and has over the course of his uh, career. Right. The idea of him... I oh. oh. Okay. All right. Well, there you <laughs> well, go, I guess. Thank you, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Pat, for hooking that up. Yeah. Wayne, thank you so much for reaching out, too. I think it's uh, been pretty cool. What do you think, London? I like it. I would love to do this again and able to tell my followers about it so the next time people know to download the app and make an, a, a profile and be able to call in. So that would be really cool because yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I, th I think we need to figure out the talking over the... Uh, you know, the callers. Yeah. I, I hate to do that. I, mean, I know. I want them to say what they want to yeah, say. Oops. I don't want to cut them off or anything. I right. feel bad. Sorry to cut you off if we <laughs> did, Wayne. I didn't mean to. <laughs> we got Pat handling that. <laughs> Just kidding. But thank you so much. Call again next time we're doing this. I think, uh, is, obviously, this is the first time and hopefully will not be the last. And we'll keep on getting... Uh, you listeners a chance to call in and be a part of the show because 
listen, the bottom line is, right, London, you're doing this and you're doing the Instagram and it's all about the community. Exactly. I I am so appreciative of everyone that follows and list, follows the pages and listens to the podcast. And so any time that the listeners can be involved in the show, whether they email or they can call in, I think that's amazing because you guys are taking the time out to listen and to read the post, and I'm just very grateful for and that. And so how do they get in touch with you? Well, if they want to talk about this episode or give any or have any comments or or questions they can always email me at history of the batman at gmail.com i read all the emails and i try to answer as much as possible and any podcast episode requests i always jot down and take it to consideration and they can be future episodes for sure so you can email me or you can follow on Instagram.com slash History of the Batman. You can follow on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Hist of the Batman. If you're on Tumblr, go to historyofthebatman.tumblr.com and like on Facebook at Facebook.com slash History of the Batman. But yes, of course, you can email me at History of the Batman at gmail.com. Nice, nice. And here at Meltdown Comics, you can check Meltdown at MeltComics.com. Also, check out our new shopping network for millennials, geeks, nerds, all that. It's not the QVC that you're used to. We're selling stuff that is cool. So, ShopXSN.com. You should also check out our brand new podcast that was released this week from the Meltdown Podcast Network, which is on some hip hop ish. I'm a co host on that. Yes, did, did you listen to yeah, it? I did. Was that fun? <laughs> it was fun. All right. You we... guys sound like you had a blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had Felipe Smith, artist extraordinaire, um, on this first show. We've got, you know, Disney Click coming out of Melt Comics. You know, podcast network. We've got Meltcast 3.0. Check out Eats and Geeks on YouTube, which is amazing. They just had some Star Wars pudding. Yeah. So that looked good. Learn to make that. Up for this week's movie, which oh, I'm so yeah. excited. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So everyone, eh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate the time, and we thank you very much. And as always. Peace, love, and Batman. Batman.